welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm an editor at Light Reading. Hi, this is Ed Fox from Metel. Hi, Ed. Thanks for joining us. It's good to have you back on the podcast. I think last time you were on was maybe March of this year. Yeah, yeah. It's great to be back, Kelsey. It's uh, always a pleasure to speak to you guys. Yeah, I can't believe it's almost 2022. Where's my life going? (laughs) (laughs) But we won't won't have an existential um, conversation here today. Uh, But for those of um, the listeners that maybe um, didn't hear your previous podcast, uh, why don't we start by hearing a little bit more about yourself and, and also about Mettel. So just a quick overview there. Sure. So I'm CTO at Metel. I've been with Metel for 21 years at this point. Um, responsibilities are uh, R&D, product development, um, sales support, all the way through maintenance. Um, so I also have knock responsibilities. So uh, I, I think I mentioned this last time we were on the call, but I, I have the unique opportunity to dream it up, help sell it, and then go get yelled at for it. <laughs> Well, it certainly sounds exciting to, to um, you know, I, I know it's a challenge to wear that many hats, but also probably a lot of fun too, until that you get to that point where you get yelled at, like you said. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's a lot of fun and it's a great time in our industry with, with so many changes happening so quickly. Right, for sure. Uh, so last time we had you on, we talked a little bit about SASE, the Secure Access Service Edge um, fun acronym that Gartner came up with a few years ago. And, uh, you know, you mentioned to us that it, it sounds like some customers are still wrapping their heads around what SASE is. Um, and, and that was from our discussion a few months ago. So since then, how things changed? Do you feel like customers are more on board with SASE or, or is there still um, kind of a room to grow in, in terms of understanding what that topic means? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so it's funny. Um, I do think that more folks have been exposed to it, but I think there's even more um, uh, ambiguity around what it actually is at this point. Um, and I think that is, uh, you know, it's part of our problem in the industry, uh, as well as the, uh, you know, uh, what customers deem it as. So, uh, I think we all share in uh, creating the gray area there. Um, I, I do do see more customers asking about it, um, and there's a lot more information out there. Um, but once again, the information all of us are putting out there are are pretty diverse. Yeah, and it reminds me a little bit about um, the more early days of SD-WAN where a lot of companies were seemed to come out of the woodworks, a lot of startups saying they were doing SD-WAN, but maybe it was just WAN optimization or parts of SD-WAN, but not the full picture. Is that what you're seeing in the market as well? Is that, um, you know, it seems like there's been this influx of uh, information about SASE, but um, is there still confusion over uh, some companies maybe just doing parts of it um, and, and not having the full uh, the full picture of SASE, I suppose? Yeah, I, that's a great analogy because it's just like in the beginning of SD WAN. Uh, <clears throat> uh, there, there is there's confusion for sure, and you know, I guess you know. Uh, our marketing teams all seem to concentrate on what we're best at, right? So, right. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I mean, in, in, in the industry's defense, um, you know, SASE's new and, it, and it's still mm-hmm. developing. 
Um, and you know, th there isn't there isn't anyone that has the full, as defined by Gartner, sassy stack, um, you know, out there and fully mature. Mm -hmm. um, and it's part of um, why we see uh, as a managed network services provider, um, you know, that that that's where we can go help and create the value with our customers. We can help guide them through, you know, which piece parts they actually need today. Do they, you know, do they need the whole stack? Are they are they uh, buying features that are duplicative from what they have in their current environment um, that they're never going to use? Um, so, I, you know, I think that's um, that, that's a place where we're we're really focused on. Um, and I, I'm sure you probably saw we had our our Magic Quadrant come out from Gartner just recently. Um, you know, we were in the leaders quadrant again on managed network services, LAN and WAN, um, and and Gartner called out uh, our SASE approach. Um, you know, very very pragmatic approach, <laughs> um, trying not to oversell and trying to help uh, you know help our customers navigate through uh, the confusion. Yeah, well, congratulations on that, and uh, I like the idea of a pragmatic approach. <laughs> it's good to. Good to know exactly what you're getting. Um, so what do you feel like are some of the, the core elements of SASE? I know there's the networking and then the security piece uh, kind of converged there. And you all put out an announcement uh, recently about some of the components that Mentel offers. Uh, so what do you feel like are, are some of the core features that maybe customers need to be looking for when they're selecting a SASE service? Yeah, so I, I think mainly there's three core features, and that's where we've focused. Um, so it, it's certainly SD WAN, um, you know, to have that um, that you know transformation in, in your WAN network. Um, and next is I'll call it uh, firewall as a service. Uh, you know, very similar to what we used to call cloud firewall, but definitely more mature. Um, and more integrated and more ability for customers to uh, to uh, self-serve, uh, as well as just a lot of additional information in, in the portal uh, to present to them. And then the third would be um, uh, ZTNA, uh, Zero Trust uh, Network Access. Um, that could be uh, tying into a private network, so private data centers, uh, also application aware enough to be able to go straight uh, to um, secured cloud assets, uh, and then also application aware so that uh, it won't take um, application traffic that's not needed uh, through the network or, or through the firewall. Um, that, and, and that all encompasses some of the secure web gateway services uh, that are out there. Um, it, it does not include, and, and we're not, um, you know, we're, we're road mapping for CASB for next year. Um, you know, that, that's a little bit more intricate and a little, um, you know, most of the customers we see today have a different CASB from their security products anyway. Um, so, it, you know, we, we don't feel like uh, that piece of it is that important for us today. But, yeah, those are definitely the, the three building blocks. Um, and, and I know, you know, ZTNA is a, a big word and means a lot. Right. <laughs> it has a lot of implications. Um, I know I had a customer call it uh, – what you this is smart VPN. We had this five years ago. <laughs> Little different, but uh, but yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's that's the genesis of SASE. It's all these products maturing and being able to be managed through you know one provider and and one um, you know one uh, one portal. I'll call it right. 
Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I was going to ask you about zero trust network access. Um, that does seem to be kind of a, a hot buzzword right now. Um, why is that uh, such an important component uh, of SASE? And, um, you know, why are we hearing so much about ZTNA right now? Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, the, the most important piece of that um, that I see is the integration work that you have to do with a customer's uh, access management, so their identity access management platform, whether that be Microsoft or or something like Okta in the cloud or w whatever they're using today. Um, you know, we've done that for years with our our you know old cloud firewall product. Um, and always found that to be the most important piece of the integration. Um, so ZTNA is uh, by itself, like I, I kind of said before, it's just an application-aware uh, VPN at the end of the day, but it becomes zero trust when you can tie into a customer's access management um, applications and you can, you can uh, authenticate and challenge uh, constantly at, at different application layers. Um, so, so that's, I mean, that's my definition of ZTNA today. I know you'll probably get a lot of different ones, but you know, ZTNA itself is, is, a, a whole plethora of, uh, you know, authentication mechanisms and, and private networking. Mm -hmm. And it's really important in the SD-WAN world, um, you know, that there was the, I think we talked about this last time. I think, uh, Phil was asking me what we had seen around, SD-WAN devices being uh, pushed out to the the edge, the home edge, the home office, um, and we, you know that didn't seem to happen or or come to fruition like everyone had thought it would. Um, and I think the the ZTNA model is the one where everyone's kind of going. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, and um, yeah, I thought I thought it was. Uh odd that at the beginning of the pandemic that more people weren't going to SD-WAN. It, it just seemed like such a natural um, shift that would have happened. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So are you, are you, I guess, looking at things now, are you hearing more interest in ZTNA or um, have things picked up for SD-WAN um, yeah, with the it, home network? It's, it's definitely integrated, um, you know, like I said, smart VPN, ZTNA, however you want to, you know, name it, productize it. But yes, it's application-aware VPNs that also know when you're in the office. Um, so that that's that's what we're seeing, and that's what we're seeing customers want. Um, you know, in the during the pandemic, there was this um, there was this rush to build more VPNs, uh, and I, I think a lot of companies stumbled with that because uh, it's just. It, you know, it's a 30 year old technology, mm -hmm. basically, um, almost older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think you had a 29th birthday recently. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And I think that caused a lot of folks to go out and buy the, uh, the secure web gateways, uh, you know, like the Z scalers of the world, cause they just made it easy. Um, and now you end up with different, um, different environments. You know, you had this security posture for your, your WAN, your SD-WAN and your WAN-based network. And then you had a different one now for remote users. And I think a lot of people now are starting to figure out, I need to converge those and I need to, I need to make that all work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy them <laughs> trying to figure this all out, but that's what you're there for, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and it, just looking at, um, you know, a slightly different um, transformation that I know some of your uh, customers are, are working through right now. Um, tell us a little bit about um, the transition from using, um, you know, copper wire networks to fiber, cellular or uh, VoIP networks. I know there's still some customers out there for probably a variety of reasons that are still holding on to those, those good old <laughs> copper lines. <laughs> So yes. how's that transition going? Yes, so that that um, that's going to be one of our uh, biggest efforts and products in in 2022, no doubt. Um, we are in some massive uh, proof of concepts and deployments right now to help our customers uh, replace those uh, you know failing pots lines. Um, we deploy a, a box that does not only just normal FXS lines. Uh, it also cares for um, specialty lines, uh, fax in particular, burglar alarm, fire alarm panels. Um, the, the secret sauce is actually in the protocols used to, to actually integrate with those particular applications. Um, and, and I don't know if you know anyone that's listening to this deals a lot with the fire alarm panels, but they're very difficult to deal with. Um, and, you know, uh, we have customers with, you know, thousands of locations. They're not going to go out and upgrade and change, you know, 3,000 fire alarm panels. Um, and we're having great success with deploying what we call POTS transformation um, and, and getting them off of those lines uh, relatively quickly. That box uh, has a bunch of different ways that uh, it can access the network. Uh, it has 4G in it. Uh, it has some WAN ports that, you know, if we're providing the WAN, we can easily connect it up. Uh, and we will also uh, provide it on other folks uh, on their WAN, even if we don't manage it. But we manage the device down to actually each line. Um, so, you, you know, you're, you're moving from a service where you had a POTS line where you would, you know, you'd call the LEC and hopefully they would even recognize that you still <laughs> had it or, or, or tell you that it's not going to be fixed for 72 hours um, down to our managed network service put on top of POTS lines today. So we will alarm and we'll have uh, maintenance tickets open and incident tickets uh, immediately when, when these things go down and we know before the customer. So uh, it's, it's a paradigm shift actually in, in just that service. Uh, and it's, it's, we're, we're very successful with it right now. We're expecting a, a tremendous 2022. Mm -hmm. um, so it, is there a particular type of customer that's still kind of hanging on to these uh, copper lines? Is it more in rural areas or um, certain applications? I mean, I think you mentioned fire alarms. So uh, do you expect that they'll, they'll make the move fully over to VoIP in the future? Uh, yes, I do think they will. And it, it is a particular customer um, it's customers with multi-locations, uh, think retail, think mm -hmm. um, financial, think, um, uh, you know, jewelry stores, mm -hmm. uh, anyone with uh, burglar and fire alarm uh, dependencies, mm -hmm. uh, which is quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's it's not just rural. It is it's all over. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, um, we, we have, as a result of that, you know, we, we have some very big customers um, that were deploying that, like I said, thousands of these things. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, great. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today, Ed. I really appreciate it. It was great to cover um, Sassy with you and kind of the blast from the past, the copper lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. It's great to speak with you again. Hope to have you on again soon. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye.